All right, so that brings us into Saw 5. Um, yeah. God, I'm so they're starting to all run together now. I think this this is the one where we get most of uh, Hoffman's backstory. This is the Hoffman backstory. Yes, the, this is where I started running into problems uh, when you ca- called me today. <laughs> so and, um, and I like this one too. I I liked not necessarily the whole overarching thing because it's it's almost like two stories in this one. You've got the the Hoffman and Strom shit, and then you have the stuff going on in the in the game. I like the game in this one. Uh, see that I like the idea of the game, and I'm not trying to come off smart. I really am not. But the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just like, "You guys just work together. Stop killing each other." Oh yeah, I've, oh yeah, drove me nuts. But I, it was nice to see Megan Good before she was relatively famous. Uh, in in this one, and I mean, I know we haven't talked about him yet, but Mark Rolston, because I mean, he played Boggs in Shawshank Redemption, so always good to see him. Uh, uh, here's the thing: Who'd you like better, Charles or Malik? Which one was which? Charles was like the pretentious guy. Malik was the guy that didn't die first. Okay, so Malik's the guy who lives, and Charles is the guy who dies. Yes, he. I, yeah, uh, Charles, you know, and like, I'm, I was surprised when they actually fucking took him out. You know, I thought almost right away. Yeah, like I, I liked Charles, and yes, he was a bit of a douche, but he was also the one thinking. Yeah, and and they took him out, and I was like, so you don't want anybody smart, okay? And then they had, who was it? They had Brit. Turn her back on Luba in the in the electric current bathtub thing. I'm like, wow, you guys are just making bad decision after bad decision, which you know that's a horror you know thing. But still, still like it was actually kind of obnoxious how dumb they were. Really, like yeah, the and like one of the things that people say, and I would have to agree with them on this though, is like the game factors nowhere into any of the rest of the fucking story. Agreed. The it, only thing it does is Rolston finds the what Brit, right? Like towards the end, that was like yeah. yeah. Otherwise it was just like, well, we got to have some kind of cool thing, so let's just do we, this. We have to find something to frame Strom for. I mean, all right, correct me if I'm wrong here, but really the the best part of this whole film is when John is just talking down to uh, fucking Hoffman and being like, you don't, you don't use whatever, you use this kind of steel for a blade. Like, he was just like, kind of, like the whole shotgun thing that, you know, wasn't going to go off. Like, I loved, I loved those two just on screen together. That was probably my favorite part of the whole film, really. Yeah. I, Sometimes I like this this one, but most time this is actually probably I'm going I'm going to just straight up say it's probably my second least favorite of, of them, and a lot of that has to do with Strom. Yep. The the one thing I like about it though is like the job that he does when he's still got 
recovering from the, the trach that he gives himself, and he's talking weird. I'm like, for for a dude who acts as shitty as he did, I didn't think that like he would do a good job of like actually portraying somebody who's fucking injured. Yeah. All right. So I, <laughs> this is something I actually did. How does it work? How? how all right. Can you explain to me? Because you know this is not my field of expertise. But how the hell do you still breathe when he did that? Because I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, don't breathe through my mouth or nose. Like I tried like just using the muscles that I would think, and I'm like, I don't know how I would even do this. I don't know because I've never done it, but I know that it, it does work because that's how you, you know, save people who are choking. Right. Yeah. I, I, it's just a weird. I don't know, like, if you if you think about it and you consciously say, I'm not going to breathe through my mouth or nose, I can't use them, and try, like, use, like, your chest muscle or neck muscle, it's a weird sensation, dude. And then, okay, here's another question for you. All right, at the end, the very end, when Hoffman's going through and he goes into the, uh, the room that Strom's hiding, you know, what do you think his intentions were? Because, like, what if Strom doesn't throw him in the fucking coffin? What if Strom, you know, listens to him and jumps in the coffin? Is Hoffman going to be like, oh, shit, I got to run out the door really quick. <laughs> that was such poor writing because exactly like he doesn't. I mean, yes, he probably has a good inkling of what Strom's going to do. But you don't at that point in the game, you're the one that's running this shit you're you know john's not around anymore so you're the one running this shit and you're all right yourself into that kind of a corner no you you would never put yourself in that kind of a corner it's just yeah that was really just happenstance we had to write something and we did a poor job of it and the, the you know i gotta say though completely satisfying watching Strom get fucking crushed. So satisfying. That, like, that's probably the second most brutal death in the series, in my opinion. How, how does his hand survive, though? Like, we know that the hand survives in part six, and I'm like, didn't the whole thing supposedly just completely crush? So pl- how, Plot armor. Yeah, I don't know, I found that weird. Plot armor. They needed they needed fingerprints to. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's I, I, this this is the one that I have the least amount of notes on, and there's a rhyme and reason why because I just. So so all right, and I think this is one of the things we were going to talk about. But like, are we are you going to go into like which ones we would, like potentially think about how to survive? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. We'll come back to suffering. Okay. Oh. Was this the uh, this? All right, this also annoyed me. Like at the end of the the individual, te- like the test with the five people that came down to two people. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, could you ever sit, picture yourself doing that to your arm? Like, do you? Is that something you think that you could do? Let's come back to that one. That was exactly what I was going to talk about. Okay. Good. <laughs> I have nothing left to add because I, as I said, this is my second least favorite. All right. And then we get to Saw 6, which for being the sixth in a fucking franchise is surprisingly interesting. 
I think this one is the most underrated. I'm not saying it's really high on my list. I'm just saying that it's, people took an unnecessary shit on this one. It's funny because I was as a, I was looking over a bunch of shit, and it is, I believe, okay, so it's two and three. It's the the fourth highest IMDb rating, but I believe it's the second highest like uh, Rotten Tomatoes rating for a Saw movie while having the lowest gross for any of them after the first one. And if I'm not mistaken, when it came out, even like horror fans really were not into this one. Yeah. They just, they weren't, I think they were burned out by this point, which makes sense. I, I think that's, that's a big part of it because six and six years is a lot for any fucking series to, to go up with. Yeah, even if you gave six great movies, it's still way too much. It just is. And I, I'll even say this. I remember first watching it, and I was thinking, eh, they really kind of lost their touch with this one. But once again, I feel it was burnout because revisiting it over the past few years, I, I thought this one was sneaky good, sneaky smart. One of the things that people who like it like and people who didn't like it didn't like it was throwing in the whole you know like anti-business you know anti-insurance message into it i guess they didn't want their politics and uh mixed in with their horror movie but i, I mean it, it made in sense like a, in this yeah. particular case with with john and the cancer like it was a great tie-in quite frankly i thought yeah and, you know, like, one of the things that I'll give them is, you know, they make a dude, like we talked about in 3, who seems like he's going to be a complete and total fucking dick into a sympathetic character over the course of this one. So by the time you get to the end, you know, it fucking... Probably one of the best... Or at least most impactful deaths in the series, you know, by the, the end of this one. The liver die lever? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, One of the grossest too, but yeah, you know, like, I yeah, I don't really think like there's been a character as sympathetic who dies, you know, over the course of the movie, you know, that really where the death was what merited rather than like, like Rig and Four gets overshadowed by the reveal of all the shit that's going on. This guy may have actually been the most redeemable character. Like, through his character arc, he redeemed himself slowly but surely, unlike most of these other ones. Yeah, and um, and the other thing, too, is, like, the, the reveal in this one, at least in regards to, like, him. You know, even though it, it's never blatantly come out and say it, like, when you get to the end, you can be like, okay... This works because you know it's, a lot of it's been powered by supposition, rather than you know like just like three where it's just like, oh yeah, I kidnapped your daughter while I was going, ha uh-huh. ha. Right. Well, if I, if I may start off with something that I did not enjoy, um, the opening thing with the two lenders that had to cut the most flesh off. This is where I feel that torture porn, and I can't even defend it because you know how much I hate that term, but I swear to God, if people want to point to Saw and say anything bad 
point to that opening scene because that was such an over-the-top thing that, you know, they once again went a little bit more over-the-top in the next one for that opening trap, but this was terrible. I I really, like, I really hated (laughs) that scene. It was cringeworthy to me. I don't know, did you feel the same way? Yeah, again, this was another example of, like, one where it doesn't feel like the punishment meets the crime kind of thing, like, like these two sold bad loans, so we're gonna make them have to cut their fucking arms off and murder. You know, one of them's gonna die. Like that's one of the things too that like has changed as the series evolved. But like in the ones that James and Lee wrote, you you might have somebody sitting in judgment on you, but it wasn't like A or B. You know, like one person is gonna die in order to make it out of this. Right. Which is something that they went to later on in the series when you got the different writers. Yeah. Um, I will say that I I don't know if this was a nod or anything like that, but, I mean, William was the head of the Umbrella Insurance Company, and I immediately thought of Resident Evil. Yeah, I did too. There was something else in either like part three or part four that there was like a nod to like another horror thing and I can't remember it. Every once in a while I'll catch you like little nods that I didn't pick up on earlier. But um what was it? He also went, John was bragging about his methods. I, I, I just I kind of enjoyed John like how he was bragging about how like he helped Amanda or whatever. I, I don't know. I, I just like John Kramer. I, I think there's nobody better in the franchise, and that's why he's the star of it, even though he died after part you know, three. was uh, John just owned it. Every, almost every scene that he was ever in, Tobin Bell owned, owned it, I felt. Yeah, no, he did a really good job. And like the, the voice with Jigsaw is just... And that's what sells it. That's what makes it worth work. Mm, did God? We probably we're two films beyond it. I think. Are we two? Like, was it part four where we saw uh, Cecil do his knife trap? Yeah, it was. It was part four. All right. I would say that was one of the single most brutal ones because I don't know about you, but I'm sitting there watching it and I'm actually feeling it as I'm watching it, and I'm like. Because I can't imagine what it would be like to have my arm twisted. I can imagine what it would be like to have eight knives cut my face at the same time. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, though, I think that possibly is one of the ones that is survivable without, like, permanent Totally naming. survivable. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So, here was something that bothered me. Hank, the janitor guy... He he's in like one of the the first trap with with the William bus, the breathing guy, and I'm just like Hank's only crime was that he was a smoker, from what I gathered. Yeah, that's is that the worst excuse to have somebody like I can't, I I can't think of anybody that got more mistreated. He he just smoked. Oh yeah, I mean like this one they were. Oh, think about think about the um. The next one with the uh, the people on the the barbed wire um, hanging. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, her only thing was, like, she was diabetic and his secretary. Yeah, and, and, and the and other that, guy was just a young up-and-comer, right? In that case, both of us would be fucking dead. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, yeah I, I mean, it, like, at this point, you see, like, okay, they have really don't have any justification for fucking... It, it was shit, yeah. simply about punishing William, and they didn't really write in good reasons to be punishing the other people. Yeah. Um, what was next? Was it the carousel one, or was it the uh, lawyer one? It was the lawyer. I think that lawyer, the, the boiler room or steam room trap maze thing, I think that was one of the five best ones in the whole franchise. Yeah, I no, thought that, that was, was a really great. good one, too. I think... Even the carousel one was pretty good. Like, they really haven't won like uh, since three, where people were like begging and ple- like a shit ton of people were begging and pleading. You know, I mean, I was sad to see Eddie Winslow get got, but yeah, the last guy, how whiny he was and how pissed off he was, was fucking hilarious to me. I, I, I'm not gonna lie, that would have been me. You know, look at me as you fucking kill me. <laughs> it was so over the top dramatic, and yeah, like it was great. Like that guy nailed that role so well. I don't know who he was, but he he was awesome. I I loved the carousel. What do you think about Hoffman kind of turning into the Terminator? Um, like well, like the scene where he takes out fucking three FBI agents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, over-the-top ridiculousness, but enjoyable simultaneously, if that yeah. makes any sense. And on the other hand, if you're pretty sure that Hoffman is a bad guy, and uh, you're trying to catch... Do you go into, like, a room with only, like, one one for-sure agent and, like, another tech agent? Without, like, having, like, a bunch of people standing by, like, outside the fucking door in case something like that happens? Hell no, because you're sitting there seeing his body count and thinking, this dude's on another level, right? Yeah, yeah like, I, it always amazes me when, like, people go to confront the bad guy and they don't fucking, like, he's, he's killed fucking 70 dudes and I'm going to pretend that, you know, I'm going to be the one to take him down and stop. Nope, I'm going to be fucking... I'm going to have the SWAT team in there. I'm going to have fucking FBI. I'm going to have a fucking brute squad from fucking Princess Bride. <laughs> wow, now you're really bringing <laughs> the noise and the funk. I'm on the brute squad. You are the brute squad. <laughs> like, yeah, don't, don't, don't try being Johnny Badass. Like, too many people want to be the hero, or it's just... It's not worth it, because you can't be the hero if you're dead. I mean, I guess you can go down as the hero, but are you You can't be the hero because you no longer exist. Right? Yep. Um, wow. I love my note here. I must have had one hell of a typo, because I have Carousel is Alamo Amazing. <laughs> Pretty sure I was going for also, but Alamo is there, so good stuff by me. Um, now, all right. As much as I like the boiler room thing, I swear 
I was annoyed at how like he was like go go go. It, I just the only thing that would make that a little bit better was just a little bit better communication between the two, and I yeah. would have really enjoyed it. Even more. I mean, I mean, if we want to talk about bad communication between people, let's wait for the next one. Fair enough. Also, in part three, I think it was maybe it was part two. There was one scene when the I think it was part two when the SWAT team shows up to the house and obviously it's all pre-taped, and you just hear one guy say "go" at least twenty times in such a short period of time. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up! <laughs> like everybody's pretty amped. Okay, you don't have to say "go, go, 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 go." Oh my god, I I just wanted to backhand him, even though I know he'd kill me, but I still would have done it possibly. Yeah. Um, I like the, the the kind of uh, sideways like deflecting that they did with the acid too, where you think it's going to be like killing either of the uh, either of the two rooms. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought, as you said, like the whole end thing with the family deciding was really, really well done. Um, were you were you thinking that the boy was going to pull it versus the the lady? I uh, yeah, you know, like I, I'm not gonna say I didn't see that coming because I I could have seen both of them pulling it, but like he was so fucking ready to pull it. Like how many times? Like three or four times over the course of the movie. If this was any other franchise, I would have bet anything that the female would have done it because this is horror and that's a thing that they do. But as they showcased in at least Saw Two, they all, there's like this weird sympathy for like the the son, and I I was just like I think it's gonna be him for once. Also, fun fact: Saw One is one of the first, like one of the only horror movies with like a high body count where not no female dies. Think about that. Yeah. The final girl turns out to be a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, how uh, badass... Uh, oh, oh, go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, on the other hand, like the, the part with Hoffman, like you could see that coming from a mile away. Him escaping the bear? <laughs> Not necessarily him escaping, but the fact that he was the sixth target. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, that seemed... Uh, I, I I loved him escaping though. I, yeah, I that liked. was badass. That was that was fucking that was gangster. Another thing I really liked was that they established that Amanda was the one with Cecil. The night of yeah, I mean it only took him six movies to get back to you know three movies to refer back to Saw Three. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm still okay with it because it was a good plot point. But I'm sitting there thinking like. How many times do you keep bringing Shawnee Smith back? Almost as many times as they're going to bring Tobin Bell back. And I'm okay with all of that. I, I'm just all in. All the time. Um, yeah, I, I don't have much else. To, like, I just found this to be a much better than... Way better than it deserved to be. For, for a part six? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it really was. It was an impressive feat, and I'll I'll tell you another part six that was surprisingly strong, 
and you probably won't believe me, but that's okay. Children of the Corn Part 6 was surprisingly strong. Because they brought back Isaac. They brought back, what was his name, John Franklin, I think his real name was? Yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I couldn't stand that franchise. And then Part 6 happened, I'm like, alright, you, you guys did something okay here. So... I got nothing else on part six. I don't know if you do. No, that's pretty much it, yeah. Cool. All right, so part now seven or Saw yeah. 3D, which I saw in the theater. This is the nadir of the fucking series. <sighs> yeah, yeah, this... Of, this is the first time I, I just want to say this is the first time I saw a Saw movie in the theater believe it or not and I picked this one I'm sorry I picked this one I took Raylene to see it with me I got super excited because I'm like well they're going to end it cool and then I got worried because they added the 3D shit to it and when yep. has a horror movie been better because of the 3D when has any movie been better because of the 3D? I'll offer one that I can think of. Okay. And that, shut your fool mouth. That's horrible. That's, that's a horrible thing to say. No. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street 6, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. They only used the 3D glasses like for two scenes, so it was kept minimalized. Or minimized. I don't know why it wasn't minimalized. And they kept it minimized so that it wasn't like this overwhelming thing where you see it like in so many 3D horror movies where they just keep throwing stupid lame thing after stupid lame thing into it. They kept it pretty mild, and I'll appreciate that for them. I, I don't, I've never understood the 3D film craze because I saw a few in the theater and eh. I saw like the animated Alice in Wonderland and I think like Johnny Depp was involved with it. Meh. Yeah, no, I, like, one of my, um, the guys I worked with is really big into 3D gaming, and he's like, why don't you like it? I'm like, because anytime I put it on to be comfortable, I have to take off my glasses, in which case, I can't see. Yep, it's, and, yeah. And wearing that shit over them is uncomfortable. It really is, yeah. So, anyways, to make this shitty movie short, but I don't think we'll be able to. You've got a dude who pretended to profit off of uh, Jigsaw victimhood. You know, there's a couple scenes in here that I find interesting. Like, the big, the beginning trap. Uh, like, I look at it and I'm like, this guy, did he, did he enlist a collector for help in order to be able to get this shit done in public with nobody seeing it in, like, overnight? That opening, that okay. So we're talking, we're talking about the two guys and the lady hanging above, right? Yep. All I will say is that Dinah, they, fortunately, they did it well enough where Dinah was horrible the whole time. So you're sitting there hoping that they finally come to grips, but most of the time I'm sitting there thinking, nope, they're just going to be stupid and not kill her. So it was kind of refreshing that they did yeah, the right. That, thing. I would say that that was. Ref- I wouldn't say necessarily a right thing. I mean. Somebody lying to me doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, 
being yeah. cut in half with a fucking table saw is... <laughs> Given the circumstances that somebody in that room was going to die, I was okay with it being her. I'll, I'll go that far, even yeah, though, exactly. yes, I, I don't think that any of those three deserve to die, but I don't think a lot of the people in these films deserve to die, but... Yeah, because, I mean, like, you were going from, like, drug dealers and rapists and murderers to she cheated on her boyfriends. <laughs> and a guy who smoked. Yeah. Uh... And watching this in the theater, I could tell I you could legitimately feel the energy just being swept out of the theater really fast. It was really interesting to just there wasn't a ton of people in the theater. There was enough though because I think we went opening weekend or the following weekend, and yeah, like the buzz was strong heading in, and then you just see that, and it really just whoosh. I don't know. It was it was it's fun to watch in hindsight, but when you're in the theater and your expectations are high, not so good yeah, start. Dude, you, they spent the most in this out of all of them, and it it did okay, but not great compared to what all the other ones did. Right, makes sense. But you can see like how much of it was spent on the fucking 3D craze. You know, you look at the the act quality of the actors and actresses, and just you know, again, it was like they were scraping a fucking like uh, uh, fucking soap operas instead of um, you know, hiring people who had like their SAG card. Like, right. The script was weak. Like the, the the guy who they got to be their like new police dude, like I've seen him in other shit, and he's been good. But, like, in this, Gibbs, he was fucking just, like, bad. Like, acting by numbers. Yeah, I would I would absolutely agree with that sentiment. Um, I, I actually, I didn't mind the guy playing Bobby. Like, no, because he's, he, Sean Patrick Flannery is a, is a good actor. He just, his career has gone downhill to the point where, like, he just gets... The only thing he gets offered is shitty shit. But, I mean, that was the dude who played fucking young Indiana Jones, so. Wasn't he also one half of uh, Boondock Saints? Yeah, Boondock Saints, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like his work in some of the things I've seen, but I haven't seen him in hardly anything in the past 20 years, I would say. So, uh, yeah, I thought he his performance was strong, and actually, kind of, like you said, uh, I, I liked the idea that some guy was trying to be famous off of it, and I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but my God, what, one of the best scenes in the whole thing was when John Kramer goes for the autograph. Yeah. I laughed my ass off during that. Uh, that makes me laugh every time, I think. Um, um, uh, one of the other scenes I like, and this is more for its, like, uh, you know, callbacks and, and whatnot, but is the uh, support group where you see all the survivors from the previous movies. Yeah, that was going to be my next thing I, I was going to bring up too is like one of the only positives. And yeah, it, it really, it was a nice callback that they brought in. Did they bring back the dude's secretary? Was she one of them? Yep, she was one of them. Uh, the armless lady, right? Yeah, the armless lady, Britt, and what's her name? What's his name from... Uh, Five and five, yeah. The, the other guy, Melik. So, yeah, obviously he survived because right. He was there. Um, pretty much it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, and then Doctor Gordon. 
Dr. Gordon, it was nice. I mean, I knew he was in it because IMDb and news sites yeah. at that point. But I was still excited to see how they were going to bring him. that he can, comes back and it's for this one. And I liked how they were like, all right, so how many ways can we tie him into all, all the previous ones where he was hating us? <laughs> you know, so... Yeah. And, they did a good job, you know, like with the eye, you know, and the key and all, all like any of the surgical stuff, like it made sense that they had somebody that knew that because John was an engineer. He wasn't medical. Yeah. And, and Jill certainly wasn't helping in that regard. So, uh, um, how was, so, so, okay. Sorry. Before we go on, let's talk about Jill for a second. Okay. Because, in four, in the flashbacks, she wants nothing to do with John once she realizes that he's fucking murdering people as a serial killer. That's right. And then he leaves her a box, and she decides, okay, I'm going to fucking put this game into play so innocent people get killed. And I'm going to put my own life on the, on the risk because I'm going to try to kill Hoffman by myself. Like, why do you do that? You've got the money, you're completely separated, <laughs> you don't have to worry about fucking being implicated as a fucking accomplice in anything. She was scot-free. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to go fucking put yourself on the line? I feel that they liked her as an actress, and I think that they said, alright, this box is like our golden ticket, we can do whatever we want moving forward, and just use that as a dumping ground of ideas. And... It was probably a... I don't even want to say probably. It was a poor decision. Um, and yeah, I, the weird thing is I have a soft spot for her character in 4 and 5. And then I start losing my soft spot for her. I just, I'm just... Because yeah, I'm of the same mindset. Yeah. Thing. I was just like, ah, she lost her baby in a horrible way. She seemed like too nice of a person. And she went from that to... I don't know if sadistic is the right word, but I'm going to use it. Uh, just, yeah. I mean, she's, she's shown having a horror over what her ex-husband was doing, and then she just voluntarily decides to participate in it. And this is as good a time as any, but how bad was the fake Jill death? Like, the dream or whatever that was. Yeah, that was... Like, that's, yeah. oh, that was cringeworthy, man. That was... That My wife turned to me when we were watching. She's like, is this really happening? I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's a dream. Yeah, it was, it was like they could have tried a little bit harder to set it up where it was a little believable. Like, I imagine children may not have known it, but probably children shouldn't be watching this. Probably. And the, the other thing I'll bring up is like, what a waste to use like Chester Bennington in his only movie appearance to not say fucking anything. Well, that was an interesting scene. Uh, do I know him? What he's was the lead singer from Lincoln Park, and he oh. was the uh, the guy who was glued to the car in the skinhead garage scene. Okay. Well, I thought the whole scene was just an absolute waste of time in a way to try to incorporate more 3D stuff, and I definitely noted. And I know this is a discussion for later, but I did happen to. I'm like. Out of every all these traps, this one wasn't impossible. I didn't think. 
And like, I don't know, like to me, like in addition to just weaker casting and shit, all of a sudden we got like wily fucking coyote kind of shit. Like, <laughs> we really the fucking, did. The, mach- the machine gun fucking popping up out of nowhere and just, I'm like, I don't know. As soon as I see a fucking gun pointed, I drop to the ground. Like instead of just fucking standing there, and it was only firing at like one plane. So I'm like, all you had to do is, you know, not be standing five a foot, six inches in the air. You would have been good. Or the uh, the chlorine tablets. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned Wiley Coyote, and I just need to take ten seconds to get on my soapbox and say, fuck these people for taking away the gun from Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam. That is one of the dumbest decisions in a year full of really bad decisions, that rate's right up there. Getting off my soapbox now. And then, uh, on the other hand, the, the traps are pretty fucking good in this one. Yeah. Well, Minus the, uh, like the, the audio, audio, audio one with the fucking fish hook in the stomach. I was going to say, what did you, how did you feel about the whole idea that the three traps were representative of the three wise monkeys did you did you like that idea the three wise monkeys you know the here, here see no evil, no evil hear no evil speak yeah. no evil i didn't even think about it up until this point okay so what do you think about it now that you've heard it yeah i'm really glad i never had a fish hook shoved down my throat and had to be yanked up um on the other hand like the the one with the check where he just had to hold the circuit open for 30 seconds yeah. Like, there was no nothing making him have to stand in it with like underneath the sh- like why didn't he just <laughs> stand back and just lift it and then like lock his arms and his legs? I have a feeling that if I look back at my my original saw review, I think I actually made that comment because there's zero reason why you would just stand there like that. Now, he may have needed a little bit more support underneath him. But still, I, f- I feel like it couldn't have been that heavy. So I feel like... Yeah, like, like if he needed to to be able to, like, have his feet and his arms at the same time, like, why not twist your body? You know, I just... I'm, I'm doing it in my chair right now. I know you can't see me, but, like... So you're not stabbing yourself at the same time you're fucking holding it up with your... You know. Yeah, there was any number of solutions to that. And... You know, honestly, though, I always, I kind of thought, I, I, I know that the fish hook thing would kill, but I also feel that I could possibly stifle my screams of pain if I knew it was going to get me killed. How do you feel about that? I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, that's like I'm thinking it's tearing up your stomach, it's tearing up your esophagus. That's if you can even get it. You know, like I think that's that's a death no matter what. The other two, I think, would have been possible, but I think that one's going to kill you. Oh, I don't. I don't think the third one was remotely possible because just throwing the key at somebody who's off balance and can't see anything. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I I wouldn't trust myself to make that throw or make that catch. I put I, I put myself in all these scenarios because that's what I do when I watch these stupid things and I think, is there any way I'm surviving this? And in that particular one, there was no way I would have survived it, but maybe other people would have been able to. It's just, I would not have been able to. 
I mean, it, it came so close. That one came down to his fucking shitty-ass throw. I probably would have overhanded it instead of trying to underhand it in there. Oh, okay. I, I definitely would have... Either that or I would have been like, dude, hold your shirt out instead of just your hands. Thank you. That is the one thing. Like, he could have made a bigger catching surface, if you will. And the shirt would have... Yeah. Um, what'd you think about the pectoral hook? Do you think that was doable? Dude, that is, oh, dude, you don't have to... I wanted to be like, all you needed to do was to make sure that there was tension yeah. on those two hooks. So, I don't know, hook them together. Yeah. Yeah. And then just pull yourself up. Like, if you don't think you're going to be able to do it, stand inside the two hooks. You know, turn your feet sideways so you're not stabbing yourself. I don't know, put them through your fucking denim jeans that are going to hold longer than your fucking pectoral muscles are. Yeah. There was... That one was really silly, and yet you knew the whole time that was going to be the end all, right? Like you, yeah. you knew that was. You knew. Uh, and then, then like, like one of the, the things I was reading, you know, says, you know, like this dude's wife's only crime is that she married him. She didn't know any of the stuff like the other people did. Right. And she gets like one of the worst deaths in the entire fucking series. <laughs> absolutely felt horrible for that girl like that is such i mean that was an obi type death like oh no that's not okay like they gave her that bad if you give her an instant death i'm still gonna feel bad for her but at least it's an instant death that's not okay not at all uh were you were you cool with uh them like do you feel that they overuse the reverse bear trap at this point or was I, it fitting? I, you know, by the time it got to six, I think it had been overused. But I think it was fitting in this one, considering that how it was used in six. And I, I was always kind of curious as to what it would look like. Right. Now, now I know because we never saw it be- work before that, right? Right, just on the mannequins. Okay. I mean, yeah. the one thing that I, I come to though is like, uh, like how many fucking people were like happy that Jigsaw fucking tortured the shit out of them <laughs> like this dude has so many fucking disciples you're just like what the fuck it's amazing to think like had Amanda kept her head on straight had Hoffman not been a maniac and Gordon actually Gordon just seemed pretty even keeled like imagine the sh- destruction they could have had if had they been able to coexist and work together like, that would have been crazy. Wouldn't have been good drama. It would have been just more, you know, Devil's Rejects than a Saw film, but it would have been interesting and hypothetical. Um, I love the ending. Where, like, possibly one of my favorite things of this whole film was right at the end when Lawrence just kicks the hacksaw away, so... Because he knows that Hoffman will go to any lengths. Yep. And, like, that's one thing I admired about Hoffman. Like, his resiliency was top-notch. And I do believe he would have cut his foot off had he given, had the opportunity. So, yep. I, 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 I liked it. I, I liked that. Yeah, I like the ending. It just, I like the, the, the tie-back and the callback to the very first one. 
it still just wasn't enough though for me to like the movie i no, and I, I agree it's again it's like even bad saw is better than a lot of horror out there but this is definitely bad saw that yeah i i think we're in agreement that this is the worst i'm thinking we're in agreement yes okay. this is the bottom of the barrel okay i had to get super high pitched there just for a moment because wasn't certain okay we good to move on yeah I don't think there's there's really anything else to to go over with that one okay finally the movie that I don't have a whole lot to add to because I didn't get much time I I misutilized my time let me rephrase that I misutilized my time so you're going to carry the bulk of this and I'm going to add a little bit here and there this just it didn't feel like enough like it's not a bad movie per se we're talking about jigsaw now you know it was seven years between seven and eight but it uh it it to me it, it didn't justify itself like seven could have ended it and it would have been fun or fine and it you know would have been just the whole thing is complete um now did now I'm assuming you didn't see this like in the theater, right? I did not know. I'll say this: it was it's one of those movies that I would not have thought would benefit from the theatrical experience, but really, it was way better in the theater than it was in the home viewing it. And maybe it's just because I knew what was going on. But I I honestly feel like just the theatrical experience, for whatever reason, helped this film in some weird way. I, like it, like I said, it's not a bad movie at all. Like one of the things I liked about it was the fact that they actually used a real color palette for the whole thing instead of just doing the stylish like green filter. Yes, that that was different for them, no doubt. Did did you find it predictable as far as the two very different time frames? Because I thought that was very predictable. If you're a Saw fan. Uh, no, again, I wasn't, I was interested enough to, to be into it just to, to like live in it and watch it. Like looking back on it. Yeah. I mean the, the whole thing, when you see the fucking dude with the bucket and his, the bucket's still on his head, but his head's been halfway decapitated immediately, you know, that there's something fucking going on. Right. Um, would you think about, uh, all right, I, I guess this is a question. I don't remember the guy's name or anything. The dude that decided to inject the girl with all three needles was that the smart, what, first of all, should, if you were in the girl's position, would you have just tried picking one or? I'm pretty sure that if there's one that's got like 16 fucking digits on it. One that's got like eight digits, and then one that's the exact amount that was in the fucking purse that I stole. I would probably inject that one into me. You know, what is the cost of a life? Right. But yeah, like that dude, like, they had no other choice. Like, she was being a fucking, lack of a better word, cunt towards them. Agreed. Yeah. Like, if it's going to kill everybody or potentially only kill you, yeah, sometimes you have to man up and you're going to die one way or the other. 
in that scenario, wild. yeah, you're most likely going to die. So just take take the chance because you may be fine. Because only one of them was going to kill her, right? Well, I mean, if Jigsaw was wasn't lying, but yeah, only one of them was going to kill her. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, and. <sighs> Like, I know I'm bouncing here and there and everywhere like a gummy bear, but what'd you feel about, like, the silo? I don't know. If I, that was a silo, right? Yeah. Um, it was okay. Like, I know that w- one thing people bitched about when this one came out, the people who didn't like it, was they, they were like, oh, the fucking the traps weren't gory enough. I'm like, well... Like, okay, yeah, you didn't see anybody really get fucked up on the the door. But, like, they pretty pretty much showed her fucking melting out of her ears with the fucking acid. Yeah. You know, the, the other dude, Ryan, his leg gets dissected three three spots, and you fucking see, you know, like, the dissection of the fucking individual parts. Like, I would have eaten that calf. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, uh, the chick Anna, who who shoots the gun that explodes her head, you know, yeah, you see fucking half of her face shot off with a shotgun. Uh, the other dude at the beginning, when they blow his hand up, you fucking yeah, fucking hand explodes, and you see. So I mean, yes and no. There was enough there, I, and I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like at least half the soft fan base was going there to see what the story was not so much the blood and guts yeah what the fuck yeah what the fuck's going on with you know john kramer what the yeah, yeah like how is he somehow making a comeback so yeah it, eh. by the way the girl with the shotgun jesus christ what a dumbass that's the cutie or <laughs> yeah well the problem with us is like after seven movies we know you listen to john kramer when he says something yeah, when it's always the first time for all the people in there. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, that's what he meant." Right. Like you don't you don't get that it's more a uh trick of words, I suppose, a little wordplay, but man, as I was just sitting there, I'm like, "You just didn't I don't know. Obviously, she didn't need to and yeah, as fans, we 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 knew better, but man, I just that was a little cringe-worthy for me, just that decision, I suppose. Um, I really liked the girl that played Eleanor. She was, you know, weird. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe that was part of the reason I liked her. I, I don't know. Actually, I, I liked her in the Purge uh, TV series as well. I thought she was pretty decent there. Um, yeah, like, like I will say this: I think that this is probably one of the most attractive saw casts. Yes, yes, they... they yeah, between, between Eleanor and Anna and... Uh, Carly, right? Carly, yeah. <laughs> Which, honestly, like, in, a, in the Saw franchise, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I really don't care about the attractiveness because I'm all for the grimy aspects. Yeah, exactly. But simultaneously, I did, you know, as I've already mentioned in Part 3, I did happen to notice how... You know, good. You know, the ladies looked so. Yeah, it was a nice little perk, no doubt. Uh, 
after seeing it, did you feel that the franchise should have come to an end? I did. You know, like, it didn't really offer anything that we hadn't seen. You know, it was an apprentice of Jigsaw that nobody knew about who had already undergone something that happened non-chronological order. It, just marking some... You know, like... It broke new, no new ground whatsoever. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, was, it, was, it was just retreading. And, and that's a thing. Spiral, Spiral has to break some new ground, and I think they're going to. I'm hoping that they're going to, based on how excited the executives were about Chris Rock just presenting them with an idea out of the blue. Yeah, I mean, even from what we've seen uh, with um, just the trailer, I mean, the fact that it seems if this dude is Jigsaw or a apprentice or, you know, whatever they're going with for this one, I mean, just targeting the police is already something different than uh, what we've seen in the other ones. Right. I, I'm cautiously optimistic. It, it's weird because I, I liked Jigsaw. I, I really yeah, did, it, but simultaneously, it was really unnecessary. It was just kind of like a, a nice helping of nostalgia, quick, you know, and that was fine with me. But again, it wasn't bad. It just. It wasn't bad simultaneously. You know, I, I don't know, just making a guess here when we do our our list here, like, I don't know, I'm just guessing it's not going to be even in the top half for either of us because it just doesn't yeah, fit just the mold. Of, it's middle of the road. Yeah. yeah. I don't have anything else to add because, I, like I said, I didn't do much and I haven't seen it in at least a year or two, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not really much to add. Oh, okay, the one thing I'll say is just the very first time I watched it, I watched it like literally two days after I watched the Goon movies. I don't know if you've ever seen those with uh, Sean William Scott. Oh, I know what you're talking about. No, I've never seen it. Or that. Anyways, the uh, the guy who plays Halloran is the owner of the hockey team in the second one. And I was like, that guy's got a really weird and unique name. I'm pretty sure I'm going to remember it when I see him in something else down the road. And then, like, two days later, I saw Jigsaw, and I'm like, okay, yep. Yep, I remembered his name. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. How, how do you even pronounce that? Callum? Yeah, like Callum Keith Rennie. Yeah, it's a good name. Oh, he was in Memento. He was Dodd in Memento. <sighs> yeah, he's actually been in a, a lot of stuff, but he's one of those people who, like, bit parts until you hit it semi-big in something, and then you'll have slightly juicier parts, but... Right. Huh. He was in ten episodes of Man in High Castle, so... That's something that I still haven't watched, but... Well, I got credited for a few. Whatever. I still want to watch it. 